Alright. Okay, everybody. Hello, everybody. Let's make a podcast. Hold on a second. Okay. Fuck. I hate technology so much. Where are you? I'm in Ohio. Oh, Ohio? Yeah. Cool, dude. What are you doing in Ohio? Horse showing. Oh, you're the sh- you're showing of the horses. Yeah. My fucking AirPods won't connect. What do I do? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, but can you hear me? Yeah. Like, but what the fuck? These things cost so much money. Like, why can't they just fucking work? So go to Bluetooth. Yeah. Clicked connect. Nothing's happening. Well, maybe they connect to your phone. No, I turned the Bluetooth off. Put them back in the little thing. Okay. Well. What else? What else you got? I got nothing. Nothing. What if we make them forget device? Disconnect? Literally, I hate technology so much. Why do you hate technology? Because it doesn't ever work. Well. Literally never. Cool, cool, cool. I paid how much for these and they don't work? What's the button on the back do? It connects the, to Bluetooth. So go back to your Bluetooth thing. I think we fixed it. Okay. Is it better or worse? Uh, It's better. Right, so you don't have your microphone with you, I take it. Um, You know what? I do have my microphone, but fucking technology. Oh. I forgot the fucking adapter. Oh. That you have to have now because Apple changed everything. I have the microphone. I don't have the adapter. Ah. The microphone will work. All right. Well, uh, we're off to a blazing start. <laughs> oh. Yeah. What have you been doing? I have been very busy. Yeah, I know. Can you say what you've been doing or no? Yeah, I was up in Big Sur. Oh, yeah. For Sarah's B-Day. For Sarah's birthday. I Took her up there for a weekend away into the land of Big Sur. Was it everything you dreamed and more? Well, it's funny because I grew up in, I grew up about 20 miles north of there. So I used to go there a lot. So to me, even though Big Sur is definitely one of my favorite things and definitely one of my favorite places. And if we ever do buy a second house, it's going to be around there. Ooh. But it's not as obviously awe-inspiring for me just because I grew up there as a kid and used to, you know, used to go down and we'd camp and, you know, when we were in high school, we'd go to have parties down there like Andrew Malera or Pfeiffer and we'd get wasted. Anyways, those are cool places to go. And we used to go cliff jumping at the gorge, which I think that place is no longer cliff jumping available because I think mm. people got, I think people got hurt doing it. Um, but yeah, we went to a real fancy schmancy place. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop taking her to the best place to go because now we can't go anywhere other than that. And that is going to, um, bankrupt me, (laughs) which is fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Big Sur? I have not, but my sister is a big fan and... I feel like, I don't know if you cut this out of the podcast last week, but we just talked about how she was just there. Yeah. We were actually, at, she, I think the same place. Yeah. The exact same, yeah, exact same place. And, but her birthday is the 23rd. So they went before Thanksgiving and mm. came home like on Thanksgiving day or something. Yeah. They just missed you. I know. Does it matter? Should I, we not say where we were? So like. Maybe. People, uh, anyways, we were in Big Sur. We were at a real fancy schmancy place. It's awesome because they're all like little tree houses, basically, that like overlook redwood groves and the ocean. And geez Louise, it's just beautiful. And then. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. And then we went and did a meditation walk through the redwood groves and we. That sounds really nice. It was so nice. And we, you know, we experienced the energy of the forest and sounds to Hollywood, but it's true. Um, and like, did you microdose shrooms while you were there? I mean, I'm not going to talk about that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. I feel like shrooms are super mainstream these days. I'm telling you microdosing shrooms is like the new thing. I think it is. Yeah. Did your sister microdose some shrooms while she was there? I don't think she's a big shrooms guy, but you know who said that she wants to do them is Tish. Yeah, I could see that. So maybe maybe MT did some shrooms in Big Sur. Well, like one of the things that is becoming like really popular, because apparently like, so it's already decriminalized in Denver or in, in yep. Colorado. And I know that it's going to be probably over Portland. here. 
Portland as well. And they say that like they have like crazy positive effects for people who suffer from depression. And so I think and PTSD and PTSD. Yeah. So a lot of people think that like big pharma is trying to stop that because obviously they make a lot of money off of Xanax and Klonopin and all that kind of stuff. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the microdosing apparently is going to be like the next thing. And you can go to like these psilocybin retreats in like Mexico. And I would, re- so it's like Nine Perfect Strangers. You've ever seen that show? Right. We've talked about that show. Yeah. And so I know there's like a bunch of places that you can go. And it sounds awesome. Like it sounds like a really like wonderful experience. Anytime that I've ever done stuff like that, it's not like, I'm following the Grateful Dead and like seeing like dinosaurs come out of people's heads and stuff. It's not like that. It's like, oh, I feel like really dead people. No, you know, you just feel like really happy and positive and energized. Like it's almost like kind of like a really good cup of coffee. If I'll I'll say that. I love coffee. Yeah. Things are a little more vibrant and, you know, not to say that's what I did there. A lot of musician friends who do a lot of microdosing and stuff, and they swear by it. Apparently, a lot of heads and CEOs of tech companies in Silicon Valley have been doing it for a long time and, like, swear by it. So, anyways, I'm not saying that people should go do that. I'm just saying it's an interesting new thing that's going to be happening, much like how once weed became, you know, the status quo and normalized, then it became, like, less stigmatized. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we went through the forest, and we did... uh, a healing meditation forest bath. I will say oh. this. There is a lot of energy. This sounds so Hollywood, but it's true. There is so much energy in like really big old redwood forests because when you walk in, obviously like you get this like whoosh of like cold, super like heavily oxidized air at you. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I feel like I'm in like a different place all of a sudden. Then you walk through there and you know, those trees have been around forever. Like we were walking through this redwood grove and redwood trees are like super resilient because their bark is flame retardant. So they can like withstand like crazy forest fires. And so we went up to like this big redwood grove and it was all burned. And so the meditation guide was like, yeah, so this was a fire from 200 years ago. We're like 200 years ago. That's crazy. And then you can still see it and stuff. Redwoods are really cool because they grow in a circle. So like one will go up and then like more like like its kids will grow next to it. And it does that. So because they get so tall, they all like intertwine their root systems. So they all can support each other when the winds get crazy and stuff. And they just live forever. You know, it's like one of those places. It's like this place has been around, you know, since before America was America. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And then like when the mother tree in the middle dies, it creates these like what they're called fairy rings where like all these younger trees start growing. And then there's like this perfect circle inside. And then you walk in there and you're like, wow, like the energy in this little area is really palpable, I suppose. If you ever have a chance to go to Big Sur, go to Big Sur. There's a bunch of places that are really cool that you can like rent yurts, like Glamp. There's a place called Tree Bones. I've seen that. Yeah, there's a place called Tree Mm -hmm. Bones, which is really amazing. Highly suggest going there. There's a bunch of other places. If you want to spend a little bit more money, there's a place called Ventana, which is really nice. And there's hotel rooms. And then there's also like yurts in the forest, which are beautiful. It's a little pricey, but kind of worth it. And then there's a bunch of like really cool, like little like roadside restaurants that you can go check out. There's this amazing place I've been going to since, since I was a little kid called Nepente. If you ever go down to Big Sur or you're in Monterey or Carmel, you should definitely try to get down to Big Sur. Go have lunch in Nepente. It overlooks the ocean. It's absolutely beautiful. They got this Ambrosia Burger, which is phenomenal. And the Henry Miller Library is there where a lot of Famous authors have frequented and a lot of bands go there. Like I remember Red Hot Chili Peppers did like a secret show there. If you're further south, there's a place called Ragged Point Inn, which is not super expensive. Closer like the Hertz Castle portion of Big Sur. So farther south, that overlooks crazy. It's like mountains meeting the sea. It's insane. It looks a lot like what I assume like Middle Earth or Game of Thrones the narrow sea. It's like, looks like that. That's sick. Yeah. Anyways, go check it out. Big Sur can't say, you know, better things about it than, than I have. Right. Yeah. You really, they should pay you to do PR, honestly. Seriously. I feel like everyone knows Big Sur is dope. 
you don't even have to stay there. If you just drive the PCH, which is the Pacific Coast Highway, and you start like up in Santa Cruz or even higher, uh, and you just drive down the one, you just drive on coastline for hundreds of miles. And it is just insane, especially if the weather's nice. It was like 80 degrees there, which is like, oh my God, this is not good for our climate. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to be a climate denier or not. I grew up there. It's supposed to be fucking cold and foggy right now. Mm -hmm. December time and it is 80 degrees like that's not good that's not good at all but yeah should we start the show I feel like I've done a lot oh yeah, yeah we should okay uh, is it me or you I think it's you bros and hoes you're listening to your favorite podcast with your favorite well, thing then. Oh. your favorite thing podcast with well then brandy all right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at BowlAndBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I just have to really quickly say that I got to meet some YFTers in Charlotte at Caitlin Bristow's podcast, live podcast show. Yeah. I just feel like the people would love a live YFT show. I don't know if we have that many fans. I mean, we don't, but I do feel like the fans we do have would really love it. Well, let's do one. I'm down. I know we got to figure that out. I mean, I don't know. I guess we got to wait for the Omicron 6 to end or whatever. Uh... <laughs> yeah, because I will say this was the first show I've done with her that we didn't do a meet and greet. And it's because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And to me, like the meet and greet is kind of the best part because yeah. you get to like actually meet your listeners and I don't know, like do, you know, do that whole thing. That to me like that, that was a bummer to not get to do that. So yeah, I definitely got to wait till, what'd you call it? Omicron, <laughs> Om Omicron <laughs> transformer. Variant. Yeah. Yeah. It was over. So how was it though? Like, uh, was it a good turnout? Do people have fun? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to Charlotte? Yes, I have. You have? Mm -hmm. I had never been, so it was my first time. Uh, great city. I hear great things about Charlotte, by the way. Like, it's, people just rave about it, say it's, like, really, like, up and coming, like, popping off. Um, but we were there on a Sunday, and at first I was worried. I was like, mm, Charlotte's looking a little sleepy, and this crowd's a little quiet. Uh, but you know what? They really came around. Like, I would say about halfway through the show... They like turned a corner and everybody was litty fucking kitty and we had a blast. That's nice. Yeah, it was great. Um, I would say the highlight of the night was probably the controversy over Jason's, I would call it half a man bun. Yeah, I saw a man bun situation. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if my friend Moon inspired the man bun, but long story short, I have a buddy who lives in Charlotte. His name is Moon. And he came to the show with two of his friends and they, of course, stood out like a sore thumb because they're three guys in a crowd full of women that listen to Caleb Brissot. And so KB calls them out immediately. She's like, you three don't look like you belong here. What are you doing here? And Moon stands up and Moon has a man bun. And so like we talked about that for a minute. And then I think Jason was like, wait, should I have a man bun? And put his hair up. And it, it, it's so long that he can have a man bun. Caitlin hated it. Really? Remember, but, man but buns were the girls, thing. A lot, like, we did a little poll, Jason did a little poll, and was like, scream if you love the man bun, and people were screaming. Yeah. Yeah, the girls were loving it. Well, good for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get that man bun. I mean, he, you know, he's a 
cutie. He can do whatever. I definitely can't picture him with super short hair, though. Jason wouldn't be Jason without the, like, hair. Yeah, kind of the bad guy from 10 Things I Hate About You hair. Yes, exactly. That's what he's known for. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad you guys had fun. What did the YFTers that were there say? They were just like, uh, this pod, your guys' oh, podcast is much better like, and Wells is hilarious. Well, I'm not going to go as far as to say that, but they did. They say that they just love us so much and listen every week and they're big fans and that we should do a live show and they would come and it would be so fun. And I was like, I know. We'll see what we can pull off. Maybe we should do it where like we are like the opening act for Caitlin's thing. Well, I was kind of thinking like, since Blake's podcast is also on our podcast network, maybe yeah. we do a joint thing with Blake. All right. We do like 45 minutes, his po- intermission 45. Yeah. So like we could do it where like, you know, like Blake does his intermission us or vice versa. And then we'd only have to really do like a 45 minute show. And then you could draw the crowd from both podcasts. Yeah. I'm down. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. That's smart. I'm going to work on it. The YF tears. We deserve to give them some FaceTime. Yeah, I agree. We need to shake some hands and kiss some babies, you know? Yeah, we do. Oh, man. Well. Can we talk? Can we talk Batch? Sure. I didn't watch. So you tell me all about it. Oh, you're killing me. I'm off it, man. I'm over. I don't know why, but I'm over it. This episode was really good. I just finished it. So it's fresh. Okay. Okay. How the hell is she going to pick? Like, this, it, it is rare that I get this deep into the season and I don't have, like, a standout that I'm like, oh, she should pick him or, oh, like, that's got it. That, you know, like, she's going to go with that one. Or, you know, like, I, like I, it's rare that I, I'm like, I just don't, like, if it were me, like, I don't know who I would pick. I really think all three of these dudes are fucking awesome. That's good. Men are trash. Like, to have three quality guys in your top three that are, like, great dudes that seem very authentic and that are both like all three are like head over heels for her. Like that's pretty crazy. I don't know what she's going to do. I, I, I I don't know what she should do. I don't know what she's going to do. Like all three of these guys, I feel like are so great. Who would you pick? I don't know. I'm so torn. I love them all. That's good. I really do. I think, I mean, listen, I think Nate is so hot, like so hot. So like maybe Nate. And also I know you haven't seen it, but like he has an emotional breakthrough on this episode with his family. Like, Tears in his eyes, like he is being so vulnerable and talking about his feelings. I don't want to ruin it for you, but like his stepdad comes to the to the hometown p- portion or whatever. It's like his mom and stepdad, and him stepdad and him are having a conversation, and he's like, you know what? I don't even think I've ever said told you that I love you to his stepdad, and he was like, I love you, man. Like, thank you for everything like you've done for me, and like tears in his eyes, like the sweetest, precious angel I've ever seen in my whole life, and it was just such a cool moment, very real moment for the Bachelor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I do love Nate, but also, like, I love Brandon because, and Michelle says it, like, like, Brandon's the kind of guy that's your BFF. And, like, you want that in a marriage. Like, you want someone that's your best friend. You know what I mean? For sure. And, like, he is that. Like, he just seems so genuine, and I just love him so much. Listen, I like Joe. I think Joe's great. I just don't know if Joe as is as in emotionally as these other two. Yeah. Like Brandon all in. I think Nate's all in, even though his family wasn't sure. But Joe, like, I think Joe really likes her. And I think Joe's a really good guy. I just don't know if emotionally he's there like the other two. Yeah. Well, it seems like she's got some good options, which is nice. Because I feel like I haven't felt that way for the past couple of seasons for the league. I know. I know. Yeah. And I, and in the beginning, the first like episode or two, like there weren't really that many standouts either, but I don't know. Like I just, in the past two episodes, I'd say like, I'd be really feel like you've gotten to see like, these guys are pretty genuine. Yeah. Like they're really genuine good dudes, I think. Well, like, yeah, I'm telling you what, man, I, Listen, I don't work on those other two shows, so I, I guess I can kind of say whatever I want about them, but the track record of success for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette has been abysmal as of late, I feel like. I know, I know. You know, Ben and Jess were on their honeymoon, and Ashley is, I guess, about to pop. So iHeart asked me to host their podcast, I guess it was last week, to interview mm-hmm. Hannah Brown. Mm. to talk about this book that she just dropped. She didn't spill some tea. She took all the tea in China and then she (laughs) took it to space and then she shot it back down to earth 
of tea that she's just spilled. And so you talked to her. Yeah, I got all the. You already fuck, did it. I got all. Yeah, oh, I got wow. all the dirt, man. Which was annoying because I was like looking at their Instagram and stuff, and people were like, "Wells did a great job interviewing. Does he have a podcast?" And it's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Does Wells have a podcast? I had a podcast before any of these assholes had a podcast. I had a radio show even before that." Facts. I was going through it like in my monologue diatribe before the show started. I was like, "Man, let's just go through it." I feel like this past couple of weeks have been just like TMZ bachelor fodder, just foaming at the mouth of just what the fuckness. You had Katie and Blake breaking up, and then Katie's now with that guy, John, who she sent home like night two. Who is yeah. this guy? I don't even know who this guy no. is. She was posting pictures with this dude the entire time, and Blake must be like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then you have Tasha and Zach. They broke up. And they just ran a marathon. Yeah. Is that what happens if you run a marathon with someone you're with? You're, you're going to break up because like you both are like, this was the worst decision ever. Never run a race with your significant other unless you want to break up, I guess. That's the what we learned there. And well, then, I don't run at all. so Smart. Yeah. No issues there. Yeah. Well, Sarah won't run with me. And that's, that's why we got such a healthy relationship. And then <laughs> Claire and Dale, that didn't work out very well. Well, all right. Who's shocked by that? Yeah. No one. Well, I guess. And then, you know, Colton. Colton's got a Netflix show, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on? And then, obviously, Hannah Brown. Dude, like, in this interview, Hannah tells me that, well, it's in the book, too, that she hooked up with Peter after Peter's mm -hmm. season ended, and he was still trying to, like, fix things with, I guess, Madison or Hannah Ann, whoever, and then, like, also was, like, st talking to, what was the other girl's name that he dated for a while? Kelly. Kelly. The hot mess express over there. She went back to his house after Dylan and Hannah's engagement party ended up. Oh, no. She, dude, you got to listen to the interview. She's like, she, she's like, yeah, he convinced me to go back to his house with his where his parents live, stayed up and had a drink with the mom and then went to different rooms. And then he texted her, hey, come snuggle. And then she went in to the room. They hooked up. And then the next morning, he was like, I got to go work to work. So she goes downstairs in a robe. The dad's there. They have a cup of coffee. He's like, I got a bail. Gives her a 20 spot to get an Uber home. I was like, Jesus no. Christ. What? Too good. And then she she spilled all the tea about like her and Tyler and how like they were kind of hooking up. But he was like, yeah, but so uh, just so we're we're like we're like not really dating, right? And she's like, yeah, not really, but like you're the only person I'm talking to. And then it was like three hours later that the Gigi Hadid thing came out. Well, I guess that was a warning text before page six came out with the whole information about them hooking up. Men are fucking garbage. Trash. Yes, I know. listen. We should change the name of this podcast to Men Are Trash. I think I'm going to start a podcast called Men Are Trash and just spill the tea on all my dating stories because I think it's fascinating. Like, men are fucking trash. Yeah. I'm a recycled man. I guess so. I mean, I was trash. There was there was time when I was trash. But like, uh, I, like I don't think there's very many single guys out there that are that literally will say, yeah, I'm just talking to you. And they're actually only just talking to you. Guys are talking to multiple girls at all fucking times. I think that the Tinder and the Hinge and all the dating apps have pushed men into more trashdom. I think it's Instagram more than anything. Okay, that too. I really do. I think the dating apps are like whatever, but Instagram, it literally is it w like it will be the death of more relationships probably than anything else for yeah. our generation, I think. Fair. Because it's so easy for guys to go on the to just slide in the DMs. And it just seems so harmless. Like, oh, we're just texting, like, or we're messaging. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The DMs are where the guys go for trash. Yeah. You're not wrong. Speaking of men being trash, do you want to tell your story of men being trash or not? I don't think I'm ready yet. You're not? Not ready yet. All right. Well, one day we're going to hear the most recent garbage man waste management story from Brandy Cyrus. God, it's really bad. I, I got it. I, I got to hear it. But I don't want to hear Trash. it. I don't want to hear it until it's on the pod. So I know. I can... We need the full. I know. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yeah. yet. All right. It's coming. I'm keeping this part in of like you're telling me, you're telling us okay. that we're getting okay. a trash story. 
I got to gear up. Yeah. You got to take out the trash soon. Just to like put a bow on the bachelorette stuff. Is it down to four? It's down to four, right? Three. Three guys. Does right. that mean there's only one episode left? I don't know. Or two. Probably a couple. I can never remember if there's maybe one or two. Let me ask you uh, this. Oh, I guess Have there's we... the men tell all and then the finale, I yeah. think. Has there been any episode that has justified the Clayton guy being the bachelor? Did you not watch the episode where he gets sent home? Yeah, it was on a one-on-one, wasn't it? Yeah, he got sent home on a one-on-one, but then like she sends him home and then they then they then they show this like segment of like him hanging out or no, no, no. was he hanging out with the kids? I feel like the kids came and hung out with him and were like, We're so sad for you to leave. And one of the kids like wrote him a, a handwritten note yeah. about like how great he is and he and like he's gonna find love because he's so great. And they show him like crying over this note that this five year old wrote him and he doesn't I mean, he doesn't know this kid. And it's ridiculous. And it's like, this is your cell for Bachelor? Like, this is what you're selling? Like, this is what you went and shot to justify making him the Bachelor? Like, it's not good enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not good enough. Well, we'll see. I don't know. But it seems like there's a bunch of good guys still available to be the Bachelor that they could have used, but... Well, I, I can't wait to see who she picks because... I feel like I'm trying to think of the three. Joe wouldn't make a good bachelor because he's so quiet. Yeah. I guess Nate would probably make the best bachelor out of the three. Brandon's got a good personality though. The thing about Brandon is that like every word that comes out of his mouth is very like his head's in the clouds. He's so positive and just I don't know. Like he does I don't think he really like lives in the real world. <laughs> he lives Bless in, his heart. He lives in Big he's Sur. Just, he's just so innocent and like positive and I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure about it. All right. Love him so much, but I'm not sure that's good for The Bachelor. All right. You got to have your realistic pants on for The Bachelor, you know? I guess. Or you just got to be kind of like kind of batshit. I like when it's just batshit. That's fair. But then no one's genuine when they're all batshit crazy. No, you can be genuinely batshit. <laughs> and I kind of love, I gravitate toward genuinely batshit. All right. So is that enough of The Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any fave things, bro? Bro, I I started watching something new, but I don't can't remember what. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Glad you made a note of that. It's <laughs> good. I never make notes. No, I know. Let me think. What do you have? Do uh, you I got a couple things. Okay. We started watching a show last night. It's on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah, I think you already talked about this. No, I haven't because we literally just started watching it last night. Are you sure? I think so. The cast is pretty stacked. It jumps back and forth in time between like the mid 90s and today. And it's all predicated around a high school soccer team that's going to nationals. They get on a plane and the plane crashes. Here's the tag. A wildly talented high school girls soccer team becomes the unlucky survivors of a plane crash deep in the Ontario wilderness. So... I've only watched like two episodes, but you have this soccer team of girls who are flying to nationals and they get into a plane crash, kind of fast forwards to present day and you see some of the girls all grown up. One of the girls all grown up is Juliette Lewis. Another one is Christina Ricci. And then another one is Melanie Linsky, who are all like kind of really big, big names. And then you have like a bunch of new up and coming actresses who are playing them as younger kids. Do you remember the movie Alive? Uh-huh. It was about a rugby team who crashed in the Andes. They end up having to like eat yeah, yeah, human yeah. bodies <laughs> to like get through. Mm-hmm. It's a little of Alive meets Lord of the Flies because they're like young and they don't really know what they're doing. Anyway, so they had this terrible plane crash and then it kind of like jumps around to all the girls. It looks like they're like wearing these crazy furs and masks and stuff and killing each other and eating their meat, eating their bodies yeah. or whatever. And then it like jumps back to forward into like present time where everyone wants to write a book about like what really happened and what went down and like the survivors don't want to talk about it because obviously it got crazy. This show is bonkers and really good. Really good. I don't think I can watch a show where people are eating other people. All right. Well, that's fine. But I don't, I don't think that's for me. I think you should. No. The question is, what really happened out there? Like any hot blood at We scavenged. We stopped. After they rescued us, I lost my purpose. 
I can't imagine what you guys went through out there. I have simply wanted an object to crave. Don't eat that kind. It's poisonous. Like kill you poisonous or like trip your balls off poisonous. What does the person who sent these postcards want? Obviously a threat. Maybe somebody talked. If someone's digging, we are off. I know when you look at me, you don't see someone that you should be afraid of. But you're wrong. Christina Ricci's character is awesome. I love her. I do too. You should have a huge crush on Christina Ricci. Oh, Asper. that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right up your alley. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Yellow Jackets, it's on Showtime. It is phenomenal. Can't say uh, more good things about it. Go check that out. And then I started watching show called Cowboy Bebop. Oh, I've come, I've come across that when I've been scrolling. So that's on Netflix. It was like an anime show that I used to watch on Adult Swim when I was in high school and in college, which was awesome. It, cartoon, but cartoon for older adults. And mm -hmm. they've now made it into a series with the John Cho, who was in... Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Mm -hmm. He was also in Star Trek. So he plays Spike, who's like the main protagonist in the show. And here's the tag. A ragtag crew of bounty hunters chase down the galaxy's most dangerous criminals. They'll save the world for the right price. Cowboy Bebop. So it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy in that respect, where it's sci-fi. They're like traveling around in a spaceship and they are bounty hunters where they're just trying to collect bounties on people. This is going to sound kind of nerdy, but there was a cult favorite show called Firefly that I was like obsessed with. Nathan Fillion was the lead on that show and it only went like one or two seasons and then it got canceled. The fanfare of it was so huge that they ended up making a movie called Serenity, which is great. Um, and if you go to like some any sort of Comic-Con, they are as big of names as anyone from Marvel or Star Wars or anything. They are huge. Anyways, I say that because it reminds me so much of a cross between Firefly and Guardians of the Galaxy. Really funny, really good like shoot 'em up scenes and visually very stunning. So Cowboy Bebop, big on it. Very popular. I know it's got a really good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And if you're into sci-fi stuff, check it out. John Cho is so freaking good in the show. All right. You know what I watched? And I'm embarrassed to tell you guys that I watched it. What? The stupid Christmas movie on Netflix called Love Hard. Did, did you watch it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's in that? The girl looks kind of no, familiar. No, it's Nina DeBrev. Oh, that's right. It is Nina and yeah. I think she's the only name in it, though, right? Well, also Jimmy O. Yang, who was in Silicon Valley and never saw it. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, we talked about it a couple episodes ago when Sarah was hosting. Oh, without me. Yeah, because Nina sent a thing about it. And so she watched it and loved it. And she didn't like it. The fact that Nina is 32 and looks 16 is insane. Yeah, well, let me just say that real quick. I mean, here's the thing. I, I hate cheesy movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate them. Like, this is a very Hallmark movie to me. However, I'm desperate for something stuff to watch, so I did watch it. Here's what I'll say. First of all, terrible te terrible title. Love Hard. Why, why'd they name it that? I don't know. I haven't Can seen it. Can you tell me? Because I don't, I don't get it. Is it like, a, I don't understand. Love Hard. Why? Hate it. Um, the movie was cute. Nina's great. I mean, honestly, so if you guys don't know what it's about, it's about this girl. She's living in L.A. She's a writer and she's on a dating app and she like matches with this guy and they're talking. Not, honestly, it, it hit the little home. She starts talking to this guy on this dating app and he's like perfect, like everything like she could want, like seems like the perfect guy for her. 
and um and whatever and so she decides to fly it to new york or something like across the country to go see him for christmas terrible idea mm-hmm. and she gets there and he catfished her like yeah. he looks not like he's a completely different person than the picture that was on his profile and everything but obviously it's the guy she's been talking to the whole time and so like that's the whole the whole moral of the story is don't you know don't judge a guy by his looks because she really loved the guy who he was right like everything he was saying to her was him and she and that's what kind of what she fell in love with or whatever so that's kind of the idea behind it is like don't date for looks but um but oh Meeting a guy on a dating app who turns out to be somebody completely different than who they say they are. Huh. What a concept. Feels familiar. Oh, foreshadowing for when we're finally (laughs) going to hear about the trash man (laughs) of Brandy's life. But if if you love cheesy Christmas movies or Hallmark movies, then this one's probably for you. Have you seen Vanessa's new princess switch? Not yet. Is it Hallmark or Netflix? Netflix. I love Vanessa. So, you know, I'll watch that. Yeah, they're on Princess Switch, I think, three now. Oh, wow. Get that Netflix money, girl. Yeah. Oh, I have a book. Oh, before you do your book. Okay. I have a hot take. Okay, what is it? I just started Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's that great. So, Brandy, if you keep doing this, <laughs> we're going to lose all credibility for this show. <laughs> Like, I'm like six episodes in. Like, what's so great about it exactly? I, I maybe just finish the first season because it is such a good show. Is it? I think I, 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 why? I'm not, tell me why it's so great. Because one, it's funny. It's not and, that okay. Brandy, you don't like comedy, so you can't <laughs> say what things are funny or what, what isn't funny. Like I, so, here's the prop. Here's the problem. I might have to cut this out because if people hear that you think that Ted Lasso's bad, <laughs> then they're going to think that our show is trash because we're saying that a show that literally won every award I for the past two years. You I don't get it. No, I know, but that makes me nervous about putting this on the show. You can't. But you've already said you love it. It's amazing. Okay, so it's funny. It I is. Know why. I want to know why. Okay, it's it, funny. It, what else? It is funny. Jason Sudeikis is funny. The writing is very good, and then it has a lot of heart, which maybe you haven't gotten to that part yet. It's about a coach who doesn't really know what he's doing, but all he's trying to do is create unity through the team by being a positive force, and by doing so, that will meld the team into becoming better than they could be because of the glaring disadvantages that they have of one, they don't have a lot of money to pay really big players. And because the owner is basically trying to ruin, at least in season one, is trying to ruin the team and get relegated down to lower tiers to get back at her ex-husband. And even though all these obstacles are in front of Ted Lasso, he's able to just be like, just being a good guy and showing people how, like, if they care for one another, they can overcome mm-hmm. adversity. It's the show has got a lot of heart, and then also is very so, funny. It's sounding a lot like a poor man's Friday Night Lights, and I'm sorry, it ain't no Friday Night Lights. Okay, it's so much. It's <laughs> so much. First of all, I never watched Friday Night Lights because I'm not That's, a 14 no. year old girl. Oh my god, uh, I cannot with you. It's one of my favorite shows of all existence. Yeah, and th- this says a lot. This says a lot about you, Brandy, and I'm concerned about our <laughs> listenership now. Just keep watching it. Just <laughs> get just get through. I mean, so your hot takes recently are that Succession is bad and that Ted Lasso Succession's is bad. Succession's fine. I'm just saying it's like not like earth-shattering great, oh like everyone God. makes it seem to be. It's so good. It's it, fine. I finished season two. It's okay. Oh, my God. The end of season one it's and fine. the end of season two is so good. The end of se- I like the end of season two better than one. Yeah. Well, anyways, now you can get on season. Well, I'm all caught up on season three right now. And I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And I know that like the don't ruin anything for me. I'm just telling you, Roman. Roman's the guy. Roman. Is I don't know. Killing it killing it roman's not that smart though you're right he's not that smart but he's fucked up and i think that what you learn to be the head of any of those companies is not being smart being fucked up being fucked up Fair. just stick with ted lasso oh really okay all right really 
I was just watching it because there's literally nothing else to watch. It was like background noise when I was just bored. Wow. I, you know, I need the YFTers to come after Brandy here. I can't keep fighting this fight. Yeah, you guys need to go after her. If you, maybe, you, or maybe you agree with her, but literally no one in America agrees with you. No, I feel like people love Ted Lasso. I don't get it. I'm just excited because Emily in Paris is coming back this month. Yep. <laughs> All right. Just... Emily in Paris is so good. Come on. I've never seen it. What? You didn't watch season one? Isn't Sarah friends with Lily? Yeah, she watched it. She loved it. I am a oh, boy. You're really missing out. You're I'm, really missing out. I feel like that is Devil Wears Prada, and I just I don't know yeah, if I need great. that. <laughs> you do. You just don't know it. Mm, I don't know. So I started reading a book called The Moonlight Child. Have you heard of that? No. Here's the tag. On a cold January night, Sharon Lemke heads outside to see a lunar eclipse when she notices something odd at the house behind her backyard. Through her neighbor's kitchen window, she sees what appears to be a little girl washing dishes late at night. But the Fleming family doesn't have a child that age. And even if they did, why would she be doing housework at this late hour? It would be easy for Sharon to let this go. But when an 18-year-old Nikki, a former foster child, comes to live with Sharon, she notices suspicious activity at the Fleming's house as well. When calling social services doesn't result in swift action, the two decide to investigate on their own. The Moonlight Child, written by Karen McQuestion. Also, is that really your last name? It's good. It's not earth-shattering going to, you know, it's not East of Eden or great novel that I think is going to change lives, but it is really good and pretty fucked up and probably will be like Reese Witherspoon is going to end up doing the show. Yeah, probably. But yeah, the moonlight child, you got to check it out. I think, and I think mm -hmm. that you would like it cause you kind of like those weird yeah. mystery thrillers. I probably yeah, got I 10 chapters left, so I'm almost done with it. Okay. Speaking of Reese Witherspoon, yeah. did you watch season two of the morning show? No, but Sarah did. Oh. I, I saw that Steve Carell died. So then I was like, all right, well, yeah, but not yeah. really until towards the end, but I guess you just don't see him a whole lot. No, you kind of see him a lot in the first half of the season. You do? Yeah, you do. Is it good? It is good. It's it's one of those shows where, like, the story arc isn't grand and there's no, like, nothing really insane that happens. It just one of those shows where, like, the acting's great, you know, and, and the story's good, but it's just not, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, ups and downs and stuff. It's good, but it's... I don't want to say boring, but because it's not, because I watched it and I like paid attention. But I mean, I don't even know how to react to that. Like, you thought that Ted Lasso was bad, but this is good. So does that mean this is bad, or does that mean that this is so good if Ted Lasso is just eh to you? No, this this is not so good. It's fine. It's good. Yeah. All right. I think the Ted Lasso thing and like and the Succession thing is like people just hyped it up so much. That, like, I just expect it to be so fucking great. And then it's just not feeling that. People need to stop hyping shit so much, I think. You just need to start watching things when they come out so you can be a part like, of the hype. If it's not Game of Thrones or Bridgerton, like, can the hype down? Like, those two shows, epic as fuck. Anything else, just okay. Yeah. All right. What are your Christmas plans? Christmas plans. We're talking Christmas already. Wow. I think my family is coming home to Nashville like usual, mm -hmm. which will be lovely since we spent Thanksgiving apart. Um, I think for the first time ever, I've been begging for years for my family to participate in like secret Santa, but dirty Santa where you steal. Yeah. Instead of us all buying each other gifts. It's just too many gifts. Like we don't need to spend that, that money. And like there's so many of us and this year, everyone just wants to buy bear gifts anyway. So it's like, all right, you want to go spend some money, go buy baby bear some presents, and then we'll just all do Dirty Santa. So I'm very excited about that. I'll have to make sure and get some video content of the stealing because I think it's going to get heated. So that's exciting. So that's that's my Christmas plan, like nothing crazy. And then Miley, she just posted about it again today. Miley's doing a big New Year's thing in Miami. And she's doing it with Pete Davidson. I guess he's hosting it. And now that Pete's getting all this, you know, Oh, wow. Dude, your sister like, better watch out. <laughs> this man must be stopped, all right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's 
she's not go she's not going anywhere near that, I don't think. But she is gonna take advantage of his good PR right now and she's hyping the fact that they're doing this New Year's thing. So I'm actually gonna go down to Miami for a couple of days before New Year's and get some sunshine while she rehearses and then I am flying to Denver and I'm playing a New Year's Eve show in Denver. So if you're in the greater Colorado area and need something to do on New Year's Eve, go to my Instagram. I, I've been posting about it. Uh, I'm playing at this uh, new hotel. I think it's a Gaylord Hotel, but it's called Big Night Rockies. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like an all-inclusive thing at this really big, nice hotel. And I love it because like you can get a hotel room there and then you just stay there all night, right? You don't have to worry about Ubering home and you buy like an all-inclusive tickets, so you get dinner and oh, drinks and like all the things and there's music all night. And it's really fun. So I'm excited about that. And then... The year's over, and you know what? I'm ready for a new fucking year. This one needs to just be done. No kidding. It's not been great for me. <sighs> Dude, the, and the Omicron's coming at us now. <laughs> what to do? Yeah. Are you coming to Nashville? Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. We're going to be here, yeah. and then I think we're going to try to do something fun for New Year's, but who knows? Last thing, we like had a couple hungover days and we found that watching Harry Potter is like a really great like hangover thing to watch. It's like kind of like comforting and like whatever. And it like brought me back to remember when I used to like review the Harry Potter books. I was reading them as a 30 year old and I just could not get over. Yeah. And I could could not get over how much of a trash human Snape was and like honestly like hot take but the like, Dumbledore is also trash because he keeps on putting this orphan boy in the most danger we were watching the movie when they do the Triwizard Tournament and I was like this is so fucked up if you think about it everyone knows that Voldemort is coming back this poor orphan boy keeps on having to fight effectively the devil reincarnate which is just coming after this one child every year and then also Dumbledore thinks it's good to be like let's have everyone do this crazy wizard tournament where you have to fight dragons and shit and you might die oh and by the way guess who has to do it the orphan boy who keeps on getting fucking just mutilated by the devil reincarnate Dumbledore I think just wants Harry to die. Hot take, I know, but like constantly putting this kid in grave danger. Also, like, I'm going to go ahead and say it. The greatest villain of ours or any other generation is Umbridge. And there isn't even a close second. That bitch, oh, she's so annoying. She's the worst. Also, this is how I got here in my notes for the show was Moaning Myrtle. And Moaning Myrtle just wants to get fucked so hard. And like as an adult watching it or it's like Moaning Myrtle is just like always like popping up at the boys in the boys bathroom like, oh, Harry, you're so sexy. Oh, oh. And it's like, oh, my God, this fucking child ghost wants so badly for the deep dick in and like really, really aggressive. Like as a kid, I'm sure you're like, oh, that's funny. But as an adult, you're like, this ghost is trying to fuck. Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. Wow. But anyways, it's a hot take. Dumbledore, dude, you are so terrible to this poor orphan boy. Anyways, that's all I got. Wow. Yeah. You got anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe next week you'll feel you'll feel good enough to tell the trash man story. We'll see. Come on. We'll see. We need it. I know. We desperately, desperately. Good story. Not for me, but hey, it's entertaining. You, you know what? It's here's the thing. It's it's going to be a good story as a cautionary tale to the YFTers out there who may or may not be getting involved in trash men. Um, well, if there's YFTers out there getting involved with the male species, let me just tell you that men are trash. Yeah. They tell you what you want to hear and usually don't even mean it. Yeah, true. And they're probably talking to other girls. Yeah. And you just can't trust anyone. You can't. You really can't. You really can't. You can't. 
you know? Also, dating apps are trash. Well, yeah. Yeah, just go to a bar like it used to be, you know? Every one of the bars is trash, too. Yeah, I don't know. Just be it's a... really not great out here. Just be an old maid. Get a bunch of cats. Like, here's the thing. The problem with, like, meeting your person in college is that, like, you're so young. Like, you don't know who you really are, and you change a lot, and then... That person not, might not necessarily grow with you. And like most people grow apart, which is like why the divorce rate is so high and like blah, 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 blah. Meeting somebody when you're young, not great. But here's the problem. If you don't meet somebody when you're young like that, then where else are you going to meet them? Because now there's like nowhere to meet anyone except the bar and online, which both those things suck. Yeah. So maybe the move is to meet somebody in college or like when you're younger, because I do feel like there's just so many more opportunities to meet people. But like people, here's the thing. People, I think it's like, I've changed my stance on this. I do think it's a good idea to meet somebody when you're young. But the thing is, people need to to be like more intentional about like if you're going to pick your person when you're in your early 20s, great. But you have to decide that you're going to like love that person forever and like grow with them and not grow apart from each other. I think that's the key there. It's like everyone just grows apart because everyone's fucking selfish and doesn't want to commit and doesn't want to choose the other person. But like you just have to. Like that's the key, I think. I agree with that. Meet someone when you're young, but then you have to choose them forever and grow with them. Yeah. All right. That's the key. Because in your 30s, they're all trash. Tips to living wells from Brandy Cyrus. Yeah. All right. Let's go out on Jeremy Lister's new song, Fly Santa Fly. And I'm playing this because I know that Jeremy will not sue me. Well, I hope not. I know. Who knows? But I don't think he will because he's an no, old friend of mine. Also, you should go get his new record, Happy Holidays, everyone. Jeremy's awesome. Oh, also, yeah. speaking of Christmas, I'll say it over the music if you'd like, but um, speaking of Christmas, just real quick, I am doing uh, a whole month, the whole month of December, I'm doing some giveaways on Instagram. Ooh. I just wanted to like celebrate the month of December by giving some things away to my followers just because I'm not a big presence person with my friends and family, but like I thought it'd be nice to be able to gift my internet friends and family. Oh. So um, if you guys watch my stories throughout the month, all the details, I'm going to do one giveaway a week and they're all really great brands. Um, all the gifts are like, I think like over $400 in value. So it's like really good stuff. And yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. Weekly giveaways. Love it. Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, we haven't done it in a while, but we need some fuck you very much. So uh, go rate and review the show. Uh, five stars, please. And then say whatever you want so we can uh, read some of those out. Before the end of the year. Love it. Cool. All right, YFTers, we love ya. And love you guys. Don't worry. Like, guys, don't worry. Ted Lasso's good. Okay. Just we'll see. Mm-hmm. Next week, Brandy. Trash man story. We'll see. We'll see. Hearing a lot of we'll sees these days. We'll see. To Chile from Greenland, to New Zealand, Rudolph shine your nose down on Finland, Kazakhstan to Amsterdam, go, 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 you know you don't have long, man, ride the sleigh high, faster than life, everybody's got their kids, good night, London Bridge to Spanish Isles, you got a lot of stops to the morning sunrise. That's good. I'm so good at the mouth trumpet. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, you're amazing at it. (sighs) Wow. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.